This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday the 3rd of June. In your Squeeze today, Victoria and COVID. Our growing economy. Meat processing meets Russian hackers. And happy birthday, Rafa. This is your Squeeze today. To all those listening from Melbourne today, or Victoria for that matter, this morning we're telling you what you well and truly already know, and that is for those in Greater Melbourne, you've been handed an additional week of lockdown. For those in regional Victoria, lockdown restrictions will be lifted tonight, provided no new cases in the regions are reported before then. There'll still be a raft of rules to follow though, Claire. There will. And acting Premier James Molino says that he and the experts are being very cautious because the strain that they're dealing with is spreading fast and it's without a lot of contact. He says that they've got to run it to ground because they're really concerned about what might happen if they don't actually get rid of this current outbreak. There's a lot of discussion about this Indian strain and whether, in fact, it is more infectious than other strains. But certainly that's something that Victorian officials are focused on. Claire, this has got to hurt for a lot of people, especially in focus is workers and businesses affected. There's a lot of numbers floating around. Reports suggest the lockdown will cost the state's economy around a billion dollars over the fortnight. So as expected, the Victorian government is pressuring the federal government to stump up some support. Something that they've been doing for quite a few days now, uh, the Victorian government has come to the party with $460 million worth of assistance, particularly for workers and for businesses that are affected by the shutdown. What happened yesterday at the federal government end was that Treasurer Josh Frydenberg seemed to be a bit open to providing some Commonwealth support uh, for those affected in Victoria. That's something that they were closed off to, but he said that now that there's a long lockdown in place. That's something that they need to have discussions about. Looking across the newspapers today, there's plenty of reaction to how the Victorian government is handling things. One person we haven't heard from in a while reared his head overnight too. Daniel Andrews took to Twitter with a message for Victorians. He encouraged them to keep fighting. He's off work due to severe back and neck injuries. No word yet on a date for him to return to work, but he did say in those tweets he'll let people know by the end of the month. Whilst the economy is top of mind, yesterday our official update for the January-March quarter was announced. It's growing. Our economy is growing. We are up 1.1% for the year. The quarter that we were just looking at, so January through to March, the economy grew another 1.8%. It really is quite something when you look at where we were this time last year and all of the doom and gloom that analysts and the government had thought that our economy was really going to take a big hit. But the fact that we're grown over the year is really quite incredible. Uh, What Deloitte Access Economics said yesterday is that we're just one of six countries that can boast an economy that's bigger than it was prior to COVID-19. On the flip side, some others in the know say it's not all smooth sailing from here. There's still plenty of threats to our economic recovery. So one to watch. The Tokyo Olympics, Claire, are due to kick off in some seven weeks. Plenty of people have plenty of opinions about whether it should happen or not. We won't go there, but what's being talked about is how the vaccine rollout is going in Japan. 
It's a reasonable question about whether the games are actually going to go ahead. And, of course, it's very much in focus if you're in Japan. Lots of public opinion about whether that should happen there too. There's polls that have been published that say that generally public opinion is very much against it. But the government and the Olympic organisation is very determined to move ahead. Very much in focus for them are vaccination rates. What the government said yesterday is that a million residents a day need to be vaccinated uh, to get to a level that they're going to be comfortable with, particularly for their older citizens. But it's currently delivering about half that number of jabs. So a lot of work to do there before those games kick off on the 23rd of July. Already announced is that no spectators from overseas will be able to attend the Olympics, but it's still a massive influx of people as it stands. Some 15,000 foreign athletes and tens of thousands of officials, sponsors and journalists from 200 countries around the world are planning to head to the Games. JBS Claire is the largest meat packing company in the world and this week it encountered a cyber attack. In Australia, that's affected thousands and has seen the company's local operations out of action. And it's been a big deal, not just here in Australia, but around the world. As you say, it's a really big operator. It runs lines across beef and lamb and pork and it's a really big protein provider in North America uh, as well as many other parts of the world. So it's been a significant disruption to business. In Australia, we're talking about six and a half thousand workers who have been locked out of those processing plants. But what the company more broadly has done is call in the FBI. And what they do believe is that it's Russian hackers who have been targeting other big Western corporations of late. Agriculture Minister David Littleproud yesterday said the federal government and the Australian Federal Police were working with JBS to resolve the problems and to try and find those responsible, most likely, as you say, a criminal organisation based in Russia. The Mexican Ministry of Culture, which is a government body that's in charge of the nation's museums, monuments and promoting and protecting the arts, have accused brands like Zara and Anthropology of cultural appropriation, Claire. They claim those brands have used patterns in their design from Indigenous groups in Mexico without any benefit to those communities. This is a whole thing in the fashion world. It is. And if you think about some of those designs, we're talking about those quite pretty embroidered sort of dresses or tops. They've sort of got a square kind of neck and a kind of stitching around the sleeve. They're really quite a distinctive pattern. And that's certainly what Mexico is saying is that the Mixteca community, which is known for these designs are being ripped off by these companies. Those fashion retailers, of course, say that's not the case, that they aren't targeting a particular uh, culture, that it's just something that's been in fashion for a long time and that's sort of designs that they're picking up. But certainly Mexico seems determined to move forward to really make those companies pay for use of that cultural identifier. In this instance, as you say, Zara's parent company has denied the claims. Squeeze the day, Claire. Today is Rafael Nadal's birthday. He was born in 1986, so what, he'll be turning 35? Yeah. That's right. Have a party in Paris. That's where he is at the moment. He's at the the French Open. Yeah. Yeah, Probably going to win again. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck to him. Uh, On my radar for Squeeze the day today is looking at Israel and what's happening there. The deadline uh, for a new government to be confirmed is really coming up very early this morning. So we'll no doubt have some news out of there.
Yeah, one to watch. What's happening is Israeli opposition politicians are in final negotiations to build a coalition government. That would end Benjamin Netanyahu's run as Prime Minister. He's been in there for 12 years, Claire. If that fails, there's a chance they might have another election, the fifth in two years. It's a lot of elections. Poor Israel. Before we go, Squeeze Shortcuts for the week is out this morning. We've had a look at the country of Belarus, Claire. Turns out there's a lot to know, actually. There is a lot to know and it's relevant too because Belarus is sort of one of those proxy countries for Russia and, of course, if you're the European Union or America, you're very interested in Russia. But Belarus itself is very interesting what's happened there. Of course, it came to attention in the last couple of weeks with the arrest of a journalist when a plane was ordered to land. I've got to admit I didn't know a whole lot about Belarus, but I'm very informed now. So if you're the same as me, check that out by searching for Squeeze Shortcuts in your preferred podcast podcast app. That's all from us today. We'll be back tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Superannuation can sometimes feel like just another overwhelming life admin chore. But as a member of Aware Super, you'll have access to lots of free online tools to help you, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you might need for retirement and comes with an easy to understand plan of how to get there. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.